With Father's Day right around the corner, what do you give to the man who has everything? Easy. You give him an experience he'll never forget. You give him Omaha Steaks because a world-class dad deserves a world-class steak. The Father's Day experts at Omaha Steaks have made it easy to put a smile on the big guy's face this summer with hand-selected gift packages starting at just $89. Just go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout for an additional discount when you shop gourmet gift packages for Father's Day. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor, endless variety, and endless value. Truly, they have perfected more than just steak. Your dad is guaranteed to love every bite. Go to omahasteaks.com, use the promo code BLUEWIRE to get an exclusive savings. Shop for unforgettable gifts that are guaranteed to make dad's day. Because if there's one thing that Omaha Steaks knows, it's the dads want steak. That's omahasteaks.com, promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to save on exclusive packages starting at just $89. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What is up, everyone? It is Tuesday. It is September. It is the 21st of September. I am exhausted. I am not Stevie. I am taking over for him. He will be back tomorrow, so don't worry. You don't have to deal with me for one more day. But this is the morning grind, and I am joined for the second night in a row, dealing with us again, the great Eyes819. Keith Esther, how are you doing? Did I get your name right? Eiser, yep. All right, I'll, I, got, I got Keith right, honestly, at this point. I know everyone by their screen names. If I haven't met you in person, I'm not going to remember your name. That's the right. only time I will hear your name is when you say, hi, I'm, and then your name. That's the only time I hear anyone's name. But how are you doing tonight? Yeah. Oh, all good. Um, another another rough football night. Faded Aaron Jones, he went for um, four touchdowns. So I'm, I'm glad we get uh, two NFL is in the books. Uh, definitely ready to concentrate on baseball for a couple of days here so yeah i'm just ready for a break during like i've, I've worked this i'm working probably at, between saturday sunday and monday i'm probably at a 40 hour week right now um absolutely exhausted but i was an accountant for years so i'm used to doing 20 hours a day so you know what i'm ready to roll i'm ready for this baseball slate let's get going here we got the first game of the night here we got texas going up against the yankees eight and a half total here montgomery going up against dunning let's start out here with dunning 7k never a long leash 
solid overall pitcher, but tough matchup. It, it, it's just a spot where I don't think I can go with him on this big of a slate. Are you with me? And he might I, only be opening. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, definitely leash concerns. Uh, only threw 43 pitches his last time out. Uh, like, And even when he's fully stretched out, he's only like an 80-pitch guy anyway. Yeah, no, he's. it looks like Glenn Otto is going to be the, the long relief guy. I don't know. They've been so weird with Dunning. They're now giving him a relief. I don't understand it at all. I don't understand Texas at all. Yeah, they've been doing kind of a piggyback thing. They're doing it with Allard, too. It's weird. Like, they'll go basically three innings, and then they'll let the other guy go three innings. So, yeah, definitely out on the Texas situation completely. I mean, really tough matchup in Yankee Stadium against a really powerful offense. I don't think we need to even consider it. Yeah, and what about the other side? Montgomery going up against a bad Texas team, 8.3K. A little expensive, but, I mean, the guy's been – Overall, pretty solid. This is not a good lineup. They're probably going to platoon out most of the lineup outside of low. Um, any interest in Montgomery at 8.3K? Uh, yeah, I, I have a lot of interest in Montgomery. I think he's one of the better point-per-dollar options. Um, doesn't have huge strikeout stuff, but weak lineup. Um, Cortez just had a good outing. It's kind of the same spot. He's even cheaper than Cortez was yesterday. So um, I don't mind the price tag at all here. I think it's a great matchup. He's got a little bit of upside. Uh, I think he may, he, he'll make a lot of sense for like an SP2 in cash. Oh gosh, I didn't even see Cortez's game. Eh, he, a lot of he strikeouts. Okay, nothing special, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm, it's a little tough here because he is a lot worse versus right. He's getting started the playoff race. They've got that great bullpen behind him. So if he's doing a little, not doing too much, then they'll give him the early hook. But he's going up against such a bad team in the Rangers. Like they're really just not good don't have much power, don't really have much to do. The problem is I, I kind of want to wait and see on this lineup. Like if they end up platooning out eight guys in the lineup, then I, I'll have some ownership in them, but probably not a ton. Again, all kind of all depends on what the lineup is and what his ownership is. But the nice part is they really don't know how to work account at all. They just swing at everything. So not really a ton of walks. You can go a little bit later into the game. So I, I don't mind it. Again, just want to wait and see on the lineup. What about any of these Texas bats? Uh, not, not, I don't really want to play any Texas bats against them. I, I think it is a park upgrade for them going into Yankee Stadium. Um, but I respect Montgomery as a pitcher. Pretty weak lineup. Not a lot of talent here. So I'm, I'm off of Texas. All right. Yankees bats going up against Dunning and Otto. Like Dunning, pretty solid overall pitcher. Otto. You know, he's, he's still young. He's raw. He's pitched pretty well so far. I think he used to pitch in the Yankees organization. Any interest in the yeah, Yankees? He got traded. Yeah, yep. Otto got traded from the Yankees, I believe. Um, it, it's their pricing here. Like, DK just keeps tempting us with these pricing, and the Yankees just keep not really doing a whole lot. But um, I think you have to have interest in the bats at these prices. Uh, I do respect Dunning as a pitcher. He, he's a good real-life pitcher. But when you get you can get Gallo at 4K, Stanton at 4.2, Judge at 5.1. I mean, those three especially I'm interested in. Uh, and then you have value bats like Rizzo and if Voight cracks the lineup, they're both in the three mid three Ks. Like they're just too cheap. I'm probably gonna end up with some exposure here. Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing every day. Giraffe Kings keeps pricing them down. And you mentioned all those guys. I mean, Torres is 3.2K, Ursula is 2.9K, both of them pretty solid overall bats. I mean, I know that. Dunning's a solid pitcher, but looks like from the last few outings that we're probably only getting two innings out of him. Otto, guy gets ground balls, but gives up a lot of hard contact and just a normal overall pitcher, probably slightly above league average in a long relief 
role. So I'm with you. I really like the Yankees. Let's move on to the next game here. we got Baltimore going up against Philly. We've got another potential opener spot, potential long relief spot. Let me look it up again because I checked earlier. It's Medina going for Philly. Tate opening for Baltimore. And the long relief guys is going to be Matt Moore and Chris Ellis, both scrubs. Let's start off with the Philly side of things. Any interest in them going up against, for the most part, Chris Ellis? Um, on the pitching, we're talking, I, I don't have any in, interest in either of these pitching situations. Yeah, uh, let, let, for hitting. you know what? Yeah, good point. Let's just talk bats. Uh, let's start off with Baltimore <laughs> opener and then Matt Moore, lefty, trash, hard contact, not good. Any interest in Baltimore here? Uh, yeah, I, I have some interest in Baltimore. Not not the greatest lineup in the world, um, but if it's going to be Matt Moore in relief, that's really the spot that I want to want to attack. Um, if it's a full bullpen game, I don't have as much interest right now. Um, they have Matt Moore listed as a projected long long reliever. I have a lot of interest in attacking that spot. Uh, gives up a ton of hard contact, a, hunt, a ton of fly balls. That doesn't play well in this ballpark. Um, you can get find some value here on, on Baltimore. Mountcastle is, is four seven. That's a fair price, but then everybody else is really cheap. Even Mullins um, four three, Mancini three three, Severino three two, Austin Hayes. I think he'll be one of the top value bats on the slate at three two. Santander's right there with him. Like there's there's a couple of different ways to stack up this Baltimore lineup. Um, I think they make sense as a, a great value stack on the slate. Yeah, absolutely love Austin Hayes here at 3.2K. Santander's pretty solid, but yeah, you mentioned Montcastle. Not really a ton of people playing, but sitting at 260 ISO, 360 Woba going up against lefties. Baltimore, I probably mentioned this multiple times before. Top 10 in the league in Woba going up against left-handed pitching. Matt Moore probably going to pitch a decent amount of it. His numbers versus righties, 383 Woba, 282 ISO going up against righties. Been pretty solid versus lefties. But even I don't mind playing... Uh, Mullins here. Mullins is just a very good overall pitcher. Probably going to get the first at bat going up against a righty in relief. So I really like this Baltimore stack. I kind of want to wait and see where ownership's at because I tend to avoid them whenever they're high owned, but I still don't think people are going to play him. Even going up against Matt Moore in an opener. What about over on the Philly side going up against a below average Chris Ellis? Yep. I have a lot of interest here too. I was on them yesterday and they completely busted. I think they got shut yeah. out. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they that, did. that didn't work out at all, but I'm going to go right back to them here in this spot. Uh, this Baltimore pitching staff, just, it isn't good. Um, Philly is an above average offense, great ballpark. Like he just like everything about the spot. So just because it didn't work out yesterday, doesn't mean I'm, I'm fading him today. Uh, looks good again for me. Yeah, absolutely. Right there with you, Bryce, our, our fantastic play. Ellis, really not that great he may have actually been decent in his underlying numbers giving up less than a 300 woba to both sides of the plate not giving up a ton of power but looking at the underlying numbers giving up a bunch of hard contact to righties giving up a bunch of fly balls to both sides of the plate not really striking out guys the big clip walking a ton of guys 15 percent kate or walk rate to the left side of the plate 10 percent walk rate to the right side of the plate I'm, I'm in for pretty much all these bats. I mean, McCutcheon's sitting there at 3.2K. D.E. sitting there at 3K. Real Muto, solid catcher play. Harper, just potentially the MVP, probably the MVP. Oduble, Segura, both of them aren't very high priced. I think this game's a perfect spot on both sides of the bats. These are not good long relief pitchers, and even the opener's really not that great. So right there with you. Let's move on to the next game here. we got Toronto going up against the Rays. we got Manoa going up against Rasmussen. Manoa. 9.5K, solid overall young pitcher. 
going up against a tough team. Are you paying 9.5K for him? I think he's in play here. Um, I like the strikeout rate. He's a, he's over 26% strikeouts this year. Um, it is it is a bit of a tough spot against this Rays team. They're, they're one of the top scoring offenses in baseball. Um, he does get the park upgrade going into Tampa, and the Rays do have a little bit of strikeout upside. Um, K-heavy lineup, so I'll play some Manoa. Um, probably won't be like my highest own pitcher or anything, but I, I do like the upside here. I think he can get some strikeouts. I mean, I'm kind of learning from Robbie Ray. I played 100% of them. I bet is over on pitching or on strikeouts. Did not go well. Seeing Tampa Bay the second time in a row, like both Ray and Noah crushed the Rays last week. Seeing him the second time in a row, I think I've learned my lesson here. I don't know if I'm going to go with Manoa at 9.5K. I mean, on this slate, there are other guys that you can pay up for. I think there's other solid pit arms that you can go with. I know some are in the greatest spot, but doesn't matter i'm probably gonna avoid manoa here i understand playing him and again maybe this is just recency bias based on what happened to ray in the last or today manoa seeing them the second time i think i'm probably gonna avoid them what about rasmussen over on the other side 6.8k they only really let him go through the lineup twice pretty much pull him every single time twice through after twice through the lineup solid overall pitcher but leash is a big problem in this one hasn't gone over five innings pretty much the entire year any interest in him going up against a very tough race team? No interest in Rasmussen. He just he doesn't get enough pitches. Dangerous lineup. Um, a little bit of strikeout upside, but not not really. Um, he's just not going to pitch deep enough into this game to where where I want to target him. Yeah, right there with you. I mean, it's far too tough of a lineup. He's just a solid overall pitcher that Tampa Bay likes to give a short leash to, just because they know how things work. They are smart organization they have a solid bullpen behind him so they can absolutely pull him after he goes through the lineup twice may have put up 20 points of almost 20 points against this team last time but i'm not going here rate or blue jays bats any interest in them going up against a solid pitcher solid bullpen tough ballpark yeah right i mean rasmussen's a talented guy and and the ballpark is the thing that that kind of has me off of him here um they they can get it done in any matchup any spot any park don't get me wrong um but i mean you have to pay elite pricing for them uh very tough team to full stack so um just not a good enough spot for me i'll i probably won't have much i mean if they're gonna come in at like sub four percent ownership i think it's viable like they can absolutely crush any team but other than that if they're just really projected for low ownership i'll trust the rg projections and i'll throw in one or two of the stacks, but other than that, I'm probably out. What about over on the other side, the Rays who just beat up Robbie Ray? Yeah, kind of the same situation as Toronto. Um, I like Manoa as a pitcher, or as as the Tampa Bats. No, I'm, I was right. As, a, as the Toronto Bats we just talked about. Uh, I like Manoa as a pitcher. I think he's a really talented young guy. Um, hefty pricing on the Rays Bats and a tough ball park for offense, so I don't see myself using much of them. I do like the price on Meadows quite a bit. He's at 4,400. Uh, so I wouldn't mind him as a one-off. You can use Lau as a one-off. Uh, so I'd probably be looking for a lefty home run against him is about the extent of my Tampa usage. Yeah. I mean, Meadows, not a terrible play, but I'm probably out on the raise. Like if it weren't the ballpark, if it was being played in Toronto, it'd be a different story, but I don't think I'm using them there. I just don't like that ballpark. And it's big enough slate. Let's move on to the next game here. We got the, Mets going up against the Red Sox, nine and a half total here. Stroman versus Erod, pair of very good pitchers here. 
Let's start off with Stroman, 9.2K going up against one of the best hitting teams in the league in one of the best hitting ballparks in the league. Yeah, too too tough of a matchup. Not a not a good spot for Stroman. He's not a huge K guy. I mean, he he has his outings where he puts up a good number of Ks. He can usually get you one per inning. Um, but in this matchup, huge ballpark downgrade, like you mentioned. Uh, I I don't see myself paying nine over nine K for him. Yeah, I just can't do it. Stroman's not normally a guy I use unless he's one of the few good pitchers on the slate, or if he's very underpriced. Neither one of those are the scenario today. Boston, far too good of a team, far too good of a ballpark. Erod on the other side, again, probably way better than his underlying numbers show. ERA is way higher than his XFIP. Mets, really not a great lineup, but the 4.4 implied run total for the Mets kind of scares me away from him. Any interest in Erod? I, I have some interest. Uh, I think it's a fair price point, but there is some risk here for sure. I mean, he's, he's an, a bit of an inconsistent pitcher anyway. Um, the Mets can definitely run up some right-handed power against him uh, with like Alonzo and Baez and, and those guys. But uh, I think he, he has some strikeout upside here. I'll probably have some exposure again, won't be one of my higher own pitchers. I don't think, um, but I, he's definitely playable here. Yeah. I, 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 I like him a decent amount. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of this Mets offense still an above average strikeout offense. Erod, a very good pitcher. Grand, they are going to get the DH, which is definitely a, uptick for them but Erod like he's a good real life pitcher he's a very good pitcher in this price tag even pitching in Boston which is definitely a huge downgrade I don't mind it he's a guy that people aren't going to look at nearly as much as they should because of his five ERA on the season but all the underlying numbers show that he's a very good pitcher so I actually like him on today's slate what about these Mets bats I think I'm full-on fading him um I'll probably have a little bit of exposure I, I think they hit a home run or two I don't necessarily let, love the full stack um but if you want to pair two or three of them together i think that makes sense and it, it's the power righties that i mentioned um that i would look to first like pete alonzo is still still too cheap in my opinion for the power upside that he offers uh Baez at four six is fine lindor is a little pricey at five one um, but those are the three main pieces i would look at yeah i mean i don't want to mind the alonzo call i'm probably out on the rest of the guys Red Sox, though, going up against a very tough pitcher in Stroman. And as I said, he's not really a huge fantasy pitcher. Doesn't strike out a ton of guys, but a very solid real-life pitcher. I think it's a sneaky spot, though. I mean, it's been played in Boston. This lineup is very good. I could see stacking them up. I mean, the five-implied run total, 5.2-implied run total for him is pretty solid overall here. You have any interest in him? Yeah, surprised to hear hear that run total. Um, that That is a hefty number, especially for a Stroman. Uh, yeah, it's not even particularly high temperature over in Boston. It's going to be 68 degrees. It's a little yeah. interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if this total drops a half run by the morning. Yeah, I think I agree with you there. But, um, yeah, like Stroman's ground ball guy, good control, not not really a pitcher you want to attack. But uh, Boston is a very talented offense. I don't think I'll be stacking him here. Yeah, no, I'm currently looking at the line on multiple sites. I'm probably – Gonna just bet this right up, right after we're done with the podcast here. I like yeah. that one a lot. Yep. Yeah. No, it just seems so high. Um, yeah, I'm probably out on both. Let's move on to the next game. Here we got the Cardinals going up against Brewers. Woodford, who got scratched today. Woodruff on the other side. Don't be confused here. Uh, <laughs> no total out here, so I'm not think there's some uncertainty of who's going to end up starting for St. Louis. Definitely projected for Woodford right now. I'm double checking here a few different places. Yep. Um, 
Let's start off with Woodford, 5.6K. Talked about him last night. Any interest in him today? Uh, feelings have not changed on him. Um, we don't have quite the value that we had on the, the slate yesterday. So if, if you need somebody cheap, um, I suppose he's fine. He could get there. Um, but just not a, not a huge upside guy. I don't love it. I'm only going to go there if I'm, I'm desperate to fit in big bats. Yeah, 5.41 XFIP, 17.3% K rate. I, I'll take my shots somewhere else if I really want to really want to play a cheap pitcher. Um, Woodruff over on the other side, one of the best pitchers in the league, right inside on contention here. 10.4K, most expensive pitcher on the slate, but absolutely has paid off. Cardinals been pretty solid overall recently. Woodruff hasn't been as great as he has earlier on the season over the last four or five games, but still has tons of upside, 30% K rate low walk rate going up against the team that again hot recently but still can be beat up a little bit any interest in Woodruff you see your top option spend up yeah he's the top option on the slate I think you definitely play him in cash um I think it's a viable fade in tournaments though like the Cardinals are, are fighting for a wild card spot the Brewers have clinched um they don't need they don't really have to extend him here I think I mean I can't see him getting over 105 like that'd be a, a hard cap I think he's probably realistically more going to be around that 90 pitch range. Uh, and the Cardinals aren't like a huge strikeout lineup. Um, so I, he is the top option on the slate. Don't get me wrong, but I think that I'm, it's not a, like the, the best upside spot is what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not, but it's just kind of the way the slate that is top price pitchers. I mean, we got Urias and Coors. we got Manoa going up against Tampa Bay. Strowman going up against Boston. We got Gaussman going up against San Diego. I think it's just kind of the way the slate's rolling out here where you kind of have to have some interest, I think, in Woodruff. And honestly, I'm not going to be surprised if he's my top overall played pitcher. And I have no interest in playing the Cardinals bats. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm not trying to attack Woodruff. Milwaukee bats, on the other hand, I mean, they're cheap. Yelich, I wrote him up yesterday. I think he's a very solid overall play here going up against Woodford. Got the platoon split. Woodford's numbers against lefties are absolutely atrocious. 383 Woba, 247 ISO, not striking guys out, giving up tons of hard contact. I really like Yelich here, but I really like most of the bats in this game. We already mentioned it last night, pretty much the same analysis. Vogelbach, Fox, cheap. Navarez, he's expensive, but he's good. Like, honestly, you could do worse if you can fit him into your lineup. But Wong, Escobar, I like all this stack again today. Yep, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, really like Wong's price and Yelich's price. Like you said, the lefties make a lot of sense here. So, um, yeah, like them both as a full stack and as a secondary stack that uh, saves you a little bit of money, too, if you want to use like Yelich, Wong, and uh, Vogelbach. Yep. Glad we agree here. Let's move on to the next game here. We got the Twins going up against the Cubs. No total here. It's, again, because probably it's Wrigley. We don't know what the wind's going to do. Current projections is that the wind's going to be blowing in 16 miles an hour. So definitely tune in to see what Kevin Roth has to say because that's going to play a huge factor on both the pitching and the hitting here. Honestly, like, it's Jacks versus Mills. Like, neither one of these guys are very good pitchers. They're both cheap, though. If the wind is blowing in, it's going to change a lot of things. We're kind of going to go under the assumption that the wind is blowing in at this moment. So let's start off here with Jack, 6.4K, going up against a bad Cubs team. The only thing they have is a few bats that can hit bombs. He's not good. Like, he's definitely not a good hitter or a pitcher. 
worse versus lefties than against righties, but I like we talked about not a ton of cheap arms on the slate that we really like. Nope. Is Jackson play? I think he is. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, if you asked me that a month ago, I would say there's no way there's going to be a slate this year where I play Griffin Jacks. But I mean, this is kind of the spot, right? At, at Wrigley against a very high strikeout Cubs team with the wind blowing in. So you've got the safety with the wind and the, the upside with the strikeouts. Like he, he's not a guy that strikes a ton of people out, but the, the upside with the Cubs bats here, um, I think he makes sense. He, if I had, if I was going down this low between Mills, Jacks, and Woodford, who we just talked about, I, I think Jacks is my preferred option in that range. Yeah. I mean, the big thing is like what you want in this scenario is a extreme fly ball pitcher. Jax has given up almost 50% fly balls on the season. Like it's a super interesting spot. He mostly struggles with walking lefties, but looking at this lineup, I mean, there's pretty much half is the only lefty that walks a ton. I, I hate the fact that I'm saying this and he's definitely pitched better over the last eight games. He struggled really bad at the beginning. He's not a great pitcher, but if the wind's blowing in, I, I could see using him and Mills on the other side. Like Mills, not a great pitcher either. Like sitting above average, XFIP doesn't strike out a ton of guys. Don't know how late he's going to go into any games. Like he was pitching a hundred pitches earlier, but kind of taking him out. Maybe that's because of he's gotten into trouble in a few of those games. Like Mills is super interesting if the wind's blowing in. I know this is a. All, all right to above average hitting Minnesota team, but just the matchup, I, I they're losing the DH. Like I, I think Mills is very much in consideration. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, losing the DH is a, is a big thing. Um, I mean, Jackson Mills, it, it's really close. I prefer Jack slightly just because of the Cubs lineup is more strikeout heavy. Um, I think it's a little bit tougher of a matchup for Mills than it is for Jax. So for that reason, I lean to Jax. But yeah, I mean, it's super, super close between these two. Kind of similar profile pitchers with low strikeouts and and, and they'll walk a few guys. Mills has more ground balls, but um, yeah, he's in play on this slate. There, there isn't much value. So I think it's it's a toss up between one of these two guys. Yeah. And then, I mean, if the wind's blowing in, I have no interest in any of these bats. Wind's blowing out. These aren't good enough pitchers where... I'm out on the pitchers and I'm in on the bats winds neutral. I'm probably out on the pitchers and out on the bats. Like that, that's just what it is. We're I'm talking through all three scenarios, but I'm not using the bats unless the wind's blowing out. I'm not using the pitchers unless the wind's blowing in. That's, that's pretty much where I'm at for this entire game. You kind of on the same page. Yeah, pretty much the same page. I think I have a little bit of interest in the Cubs bats either way. Um, they're, they're all really cheap. Um, they have some power guys that you can find in like the low three K's like a, Wisdom's 4K, but guys like Hap is 3-4, Schwindel's 3-6. So I might have a little bit of exposure, even if the wind's blowing in. If it starts to get up towards like 20 mile an hour, then I'm I'm probably off of it. But if it settles in that 10 to 15 mile an hour range, I think it's a spot I'll still look at. Yeah. Yeah. Solid analysis there. Let's move on to the next game here. We got Coors Urias going up against Sensatella. We got a 11 total here. Big old total, but 
since Brandon Felix been a while since I've played on a slate with a Coors game. Maybe that's because it's football season or yeah, they just <laughs> haven't been there. I don't live in Denver anymore. So I'm not used to just knowing that it's a mile down the road. Um, in any case, we got Urias going up against Sensatella. Urias 9.9 K in Coors. Any interest in him? If we were getting a, getting a discount, I would have some interest, but that is a very hefty price tag for a pitcher in Coors who is not an elite strikeout pitcher, like above average, but not elite. Um, there's a scenario where it could work out, but um, the thin air is going to just depress the strikeouts. Uh, yeah, I don't especially with that curveball being his yeah. majority pitch. That does not work out well in Coors. Yeah, I just don't think you can do it at 9-9. Yeah, what about Sinstella over on the other side? Uh, it's a matchup problem for him. Um, Dodgers are just one of the best offenses in baseball in course field. I uh, don't think you can take a shot on it. Yep. Let's go to bats here. Dodgers stack him up since tells a solid overall pitcher. He's pitched actually decent recently, but I don't care. This is Coors. This is the Dodgers in Coors. No chance am I using Sintel and I will absolutely stack up the Dodgers. I don't care about the ownership Dodgers and Coors. Probably the best thing that can happen outside of Astros and Coors, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, they're, they're going to be chalk. They're going to be chalk for a good reason. Probably just got to gotta swallow the chalk and, and play them here. Um, they're all priced up, as they should be, uh, except Seager kind of has a, a wonky 4-6 price tag. But, yeah, he's uh, been mispriced for a while. Yeah, he, Taylor's he in there at 3.9K is in a horrible price tag. Yeah, whoever cracks the bottom, I mean, I'm going to have interest in the bottom of the lineup if I can get like a couple of cheap guys in there too. Um, I would even be interested in like wrapping it around to the top. So, yep, stack up the Dodgers every which way. Yeah, what about over on the other side here? We got Urias going up against the Rockies. Urias, a great pitcher, but curveball uses 45% of the time against lefties, 30% of the time going up against righties. Like, honestly, he kind of grades out in cores as a reverse splits pitcher. I kind of got some interest in all these bats. Like, again, I'm a, I'm a big believer in not, like, in how much thin air affects curveball pitchers over in cores. I, I could see stacking up the Rockies at pretty low ownership here. Yeah, I mean, it's Coors Field, so I, I think that's always in play, certainly, no matter their matchup. Um, I think Story is a, is a great play. Um, Blackman hits hit, handles lefties fine. You mentioned Urias has been pretty much neutral spit, splits throughout his career. Um, yeah, I, I don't mind the stack, but Story and Blackman are probably the two that, that stand out. Crone, too, I suppose. Yep, yeah, yeah, Crone, very solid overall play. 4K is just too cheap for him. Story always hits bomb. Blackman, again, Coors without that curveball, he's going to struggle there. A little bit more versus lefties than going up against righties. It's move. It's Coors. Just play the bats. Let's move on to the next game here. Houston going up against LA. We got Jose Urquidy going up against one of the best names in Major League Baseball, Packy Naughton. No total out yet. Again, this is late in the season. Whenever there's not a surefire pitcher going, there's always a chance that they scratch him and go with someone else. We're going under the assumption that it's Naughton here. Let's start off, start off with Urquidy going up against a bad Angels lineup outside of Otani. Any interest in Urquidy in 9K? Uh, good matchup, but we just talked about cores. We're going to want to play some of that. We've got Woodruff on the slate. Definitely want some of him. Like 
I don't think we need to pay 9K for Urkady on, on this slate. Um, I, can, just I can not... never remember if it's Urkady or Urkady because I just say Urkady as a joke. I can never I think, remember. I think that's right, Urkady. I don't know. In any case, yeah, I'm right there with you. Like 9K, probably a little bit too high. He hasn't been pitching great recently. He's a below average pitcher, which is slightly above average strikeouts. This is a bad overall Angels lineup, so I'm not going to argue with it in tournaments, but I'm probably not going there. Not in versus the uh, good Astros. Is it Otani or not? Uh, I have not in here that I'm looking at on DK. Yeah, sorry. I just got the different look at a different thing. Yeah, we're going into something that's not in any interest in him. No interest in, in Packy against the, the big Houston Bats. I'm out. Yeah. Right there with you. Uh, Houston bats. If Naughton's on the mound, I'm stacking him up right back to the well again. If Siri's leading off, dude's cheap. Doubt he will going up against lefty, but yeah, all, all the Houston bats. Like, I don't care if it's lefty, lefty here. It does not matter to me much at all because Naughton's really not a great pitcher. He's been solid versus lefties looking at his pitch mix. He does have a pretty solid slider, but he also has a pretty solid changeup. He's pretty normal splits right now, but we don't have a large enough sample size. I'll play the lefties. I'll play the righties. If Altuve is back in the lineup, I'll play him. Bregman and Correa, both of them too cheap. Tucker, Alvarez, again, I'll play him versus lefty. People not, might not play him. Cheap bats, I'll play, I'll play everyone. Right there with you. One of my favorite stacks on the slate. I love the Alvarez lefty-lefty call. Like People just shy away from that so much. Alvarez has handled lefties fine throughout his entire career. Absolutely love him as a play, especially if he, he comes with an ownership discount because people are scared to play him in the lefty-lefty matchup. Uh, Altuve, Correa, Bregman, all awesome plays. Uh, I'll play Tucker lefty-lefty too. I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm going to stack them all up. Love, love the stacker. All right, Angels on the other side going up against Ergity. Again, I don't have any interest in him, but I don't think I want to play any Angels bats outside of Otani. Same thing almost every single day. They're just not a great lineup and not one I want to stack up. Yeah, it's a it's a really tough lineup to stack. Um, it falls off in a hurry after Otani. Just play Otani as a one-off. Maybe Walsh if you wanted to. But, yeah, Urkitty's a decent pitcher, um, and this is a bad lineup. So, Otani or nothing for me. Yeah, all right, let's move on to the next game here. Seattle going up against Oakland. Marco Gonzalez versus Blackburn. Eight and a half total. Let's start off with Marco Gonzalez. 8.1K against a tough Oakland team. I have no interest in him. No, I'm not playing him here either against this tough Oakland lineup. Uh, Right-handed heavy lineup too. So, um, yeah, no interest for me. Blackburn up against the Mariners. Blackburn, not a high strikeout pitcher. Mariners, all right, strikeout lineup. Definitely been better as of late. I don't have any interest in him at five, even at 5.7K. Agree. I don't have any interest. I'd rather find the 500 bucks or whatever I need to get up to um, Mills or Jacks. Yeah. What about these bats? It's interesting here. Blackburn definitely been worse against righties than going up against lefties. Um, Don't know if that's just a sample size thing. Looking at his pitch mix, he does throw a fastball, doesn't throw a slider. So he grades out to be a reverse splits. I do want to place lefties in a matchup versus a bad pitcher, but I don't know if this is the spot. So Haniger, France, two guys that immediately stand out, 5.5K and 5.1K. I don't know if I can play that price tag for them. Like, it's just tough here. I want to play the Mariners against a bad 
pitcher, but it's in Oakland. Again, reverse splits, probably going to throw a lot of lefties in here. I don't know if I could play any of these bats. Yeah, it's the pricing for me. I mean, it's like Seager, I really would really want to – Hanniger, I'd really want to play, um, but at 5K, over 5K, um, don't think you can do it with the ballpark also. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't have any interest. All right, what about the A's going up against Marco Gonzalez? When bad versus righties, they'll probably tune out a lot of guys outside of Olsen. Not a great ballpark. I don't, I don't know if I want to. I, I just hate stacking teams. I hate playing players from this ballpark. Marte's expensive. Olsen's expensive. Like, if anything, I'd probably end up going with Chapman at 4.5K, maybe a little bit of Gomes at 4.3K. But the rest of these bats are a little bit too expensive. Yeah, uh, Marte's cooled off a little bit too. Like when he first came over to the A's, he was he was on fire, but he has he was stealing bases like crazy. Um, but hasn't been near as productive lately. So I agree, that's a bit of a hefty price tag on him. Uh, I do have a lot of interest in Chapman, uh, even as a one-off. I would I would play him, um, but yeah, the stack is is kind of tough. Yeah. Yeah, let's move on to the next game here. Atlanta going up against Arizona. We got, looks like Smiley or Tucson. I'm seeing two different things. I believe it's Smiley, but check in in the morning. We'll see. Um, won't start. So, I don't know. It looks like it's going to be Smiley um, versus Weaver here. No total, obviously, because we're not entirely sure who's going to start. Smiley or Tucson. I don't think I have interest in either of them. I definitely don't have interest in Smiley. Um, I could probably be talked into Tucson if it ends up being him. Uh, looking up his price tag right now. Looks like it's 7.4K. I think he would be in play in this matchup. Arizona, not a, not a huge strikeout matchup, but they don't offer much of a threat either. So um, if it does end up being in, in, if it does end up being Tucson, I would have some interest there. Yeah, I'm just worried a little bit about them having seven, eight lefties in the lineup. He really hasn't been great versus lefties, less strikeouts, more fly balls. So more gets a little bit wild. I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see whoever ends up being, but yeah, I'm not playing. I'm not playing either of them in all likelihood. Weaver on the other side hasn't played a ton this season coming lately. Don't know what his pitch count is going to be at any given time, but looking at the last few games, He's getting up there. He got 84 in the last one. Going up against a tough Braves team. Any interest in him? I don't want to play him against the Braves here. Uh, even if he is a, does have a full allotment of pitches, um, just a tough matchup against Atlanta. I like their offense a lot, so I'm not playing any Weaver. Yeah, yeah, probably a smart move here. On the other side, like, these bats are still just too cheap outside of Freeman and Albies, like Duvall perpetually – underpriced although he's getting close Solaire always underpriced Riley Rosario's cheap Darno or Wilson whichever one or Contreras whichever one's in there Swanson always assault hitting shortstop lineup stacked all the way up and down I'm guessing you're playing a lot of Braves bats yep I like the Braves a lot Weaver been in and out all of the rotation all year with injuries so still hasn't quite found that, that form even though we're nearing the end of the season here so I, yeah I think this is a good spot for Atlanta yeah yeah play them all Slayer is probably my favorite bet Arizona side regardless of who it is like like I said Dusant struggles against lefties you always have to worry about 
then platooning guys out and then potentially pinch hitting for later in the game. But he's not been great versus lefties. Smiley hasn't been great versus lefties. Outside of Marte, everyone's super cheap. I think the Diamondbacks are the sneaky cheap stack on the slate here. I, regardless of which two are pitching, I'm probably going to use a lot of them. I don't have quite as much interest, but uh, I, I get your reasoning there. I have more interest if it's Smiley for sure. Uh, I, I, Marte is a guy you can play either way for sure. Um, don't mind Rojas. Don't love that price tag on him if it's lefty-lefty, but Smiley isn't a huge splits lefty anyway, so I think he's playable. Um, Kelly and Ahmed would be the guys I'm really interested in if it's Smiley. Um, so, yeah, not, not a ton of interest for me. They're definitely in play, though. Uh, good pricing. And don't mind the matchup either way. Prefer it if it's Smiley. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the last game of the night. I'm getting tired because I'm old and been up far too long. Gaussman going up against, it looks like Musgrove. We still haven't gotten full confirmation on that. So that's kind of what it's looking like. No total out here again because I'm not sure what pitcher is going to be going. Let's start off with Gaussman here, 10.1K, going up against a tough Padres team. But gosh, as he had a fantastic season, sitting around a 30% K rate. Been a little bit up and down over the last month and a half or so but always has a pretty massive upside, even in a tough matchup. Any interest in Gaussman at 10.1K? I do. I don't think he's going to be owned hardly at all here because people respect the Padres. Brandon Woodruff's on the slate right in the same price range. I think Gaussman comes in under 10% here, and I think he's a great tournament play. San Diego has really struggled over the past month or two. Since the All-Star break, their their WRC plus is below average, like under 100. Um Gaussman has the strikeout stuff. I think that this is a play, a spot that he can succeed at very little ownership. So I have a lot of interest. Yep, right there with you. Big Gaussman fan, big fan of Gaussman in this spot. Like you said, they've been struggling recently. Just don't think he's going to draw a ton of ownership. I mean, if we're talking raw points, I'd much rather take Woodruff. But when you consider that he's probably going to be low owned here, I will absolutely play some Gaussman. Just fantastic pitcher. Musgrove on the other side, getting a nice little price decrease here at 8.8K, probably not as high as it should be. Granted, Giants, very, very tough hitting lineup. I don't generally like playing pitchers against him, but he's kind of in this price range where, I mean, all the pitchers are fine, but Erod's got a tough matchup. Montgomery is solid. Stroman got a very tough matchup. Rikaidi, not nearly as good. He's just kind of in this price range where you kind of got to consider using him, especially since they'll let him go deep into the games. They're trying to get into the playoffs. They're very, very close to being eliminated. So they're going to give it their all. Let him pitch deep into the games, averaging over 100 pitches in his last four starts. Are you with me on Musgrave? Musgrove? I, I have some interest. Uh, it's lukewarm, though. Like you, I respect the Giants' offense quite a bit. Um, so a bit of a tough spot for him. Um, I th- between him and Erod, I think it's really close. I think I lean Erod slightly. Um, but, he I mean, you mentioned his price tag. He's definitely in play at the price. Uh, he can pay that off for sure if he's on his game. I like your point about um, San Diego is desperate for that playoff spot. And I, I agree with you. He should have a, a super long leash here. So. Um, he's definitely in play. It's going to be a close call for me um, on whether I end up going with more him or Erod. 
Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'm not playing bats from this game. Like, it's not a great ballpark. These are two very solid pitchers. Decent bullpens behind them. Like, I understand going with Tatis. I understand stacking up either of these teams that can be dangerous. The prices on pretty much everyone outside of Profar, 2.1K, just a little bit too high for me. Maybe Cronenworth at 3.5K, but I'm a big fan of Gaussman stuff. I'm, I'm not playing bats in this game. I, I am out on San Diego completely also. Like I mentioned, their struggles. They just haven't looked like the same team, the elite offense that began the season. Um, so not really sure what's going on there. I'm out against a good pitcher. San Francisco, I have a little bit of interest, but not not a full stack probably. Um, talented pitcher in Musgrove. Like Yastrzemski at 4-4 is fine. Chris Bryan, I think, is in play at 4-4. Posey at 4-2. Um, probably prefer them as a mini stack. Like Belt and Crawford are are probably two of the better plays, but they're both really expensive. So the full stack is tough. Um, probably just looking at like two or three minutes. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the morning grind game and we'll get on out of here. Pitcher under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who you got? It is pretty ugly down here today, especially Not if you're great. looking for strikeouts. Um, like I just because of his matchup against the Cubs, I'm going to go with Griffin Jacks. I like that. I was thinking about that. I'm going to go with Rasmussen. Don't think he's going to go late in the game, but I think he probably has the best chance. Over 8K to get under 15 points. Who's your high price bust? You know what? I just, San Francisco has been doubted all season and they just keep performing. It's, I think this is a little bit of a tough spot for Musgrove. So I'm going to go Musgrove under 15. I'm going to go Strowman just because of the tough matchup here. Over 4K to hit a bomb. Who's your high-priced bat? Give me Bryce Harper. like that matchup against the Baltimore pitching staff. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm going to go with Cattell Marte. Under 4K to get two or more hits. Go. Um, also, back to that Baltimore-Philly game, um, I'm going to go Santander just because he has the platoon advantage uh, no matter – uh, who's pitching a uh, bullpen game from Philly from Philly. He's a switch hitter. So uh, give me Sam Tander. I'm going to go same game. Austin Hayes, 3.2 K absolutely crushes lefty hoping that more ends up pitching long relief. Last up stack to get over five runs. Who's your, who's your stack on the day? A couple of good ones here. We're, we're avoiding cores obviously. Um, so give me Houston. I like that matchup against Packy not in the lefty. I like it. I'm going balls out here. Diamondbacks are going to crush whoever <laughs> of those two are going to be pitching. All right. It's been fun. I'm getting tired. I'm old. I'm overworked and I am dying on the inside. Anything last thoughts before we get out of here? Hopefully you got a, a light day uh, here tomorrow. Uh, I mean, in comparison to the last two days, it's, it's going <laughs> to be light. Oh gosh. Until NFL props come out and I just have a mad scramble to put down as much money as I possibly can. But we'll get to that when that ends up happening. All right, Keith, thanks for joining. Stevie will be back tomorrow. I don't know who with. I can't remember. I don't care at this point. I need some sleep. Thanks, guys. Good luck on your contest. We're out of here. See you, kids.